Welcome, students, to Ghoulish University. Class is in session! <laughs> class and welcome to ghoulish university the podcast where we study everything that is tales from the crypt i am your host headmistress logan and joining me tonight is professor thon our local astrologer how's it going thon hey what's up happy friday happy friday <laughs> it's show day as we would say. <laughs> um, it's a different show day but it's a show day different show day for us but how is uh how is the whole week? How's it been how's it been going? Uh it was okay. I had uh I had a busy, busy week. Oh busy, a lot of busy. stuff going on, but we're good. It's Friday and we're having a good time. That doesn't matter. The week is in the past. We're working about the now. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> all right. Well, also I caught our professor of PE calculating how to send our dogs to space. Here he is. Naderade! What's going Friday, on? Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Feel it, Don. Feel it, Don. I wasn't sure if you were if that was an original song or if that was the Rebecca Black Friday it's a Rebecca song. Rebecca Black it song. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics to that song, but I didn't know how it went. So... But I am waking up in the morning. Gotta get down. Gotta, <laughs> gotta get my go bowl. Gotta get cereal. Cereal. Uh, <laughs> There's um, a cereal uh, shout out in that song. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or I, they may not do it in the original version, but um, in high school they played the the Glee version. Like I probably like our director would play it while we stretched in the morning. And honestly, the Glee version, I hardly ever say this ever. The Glee version of Friday fucking slaps like, <laughs> so hard. It is so good. It does. And y'all give it a listen. It's, it's, it is really good because I sing yeah. it. Really fun. <laughs> okay. Not something I ever really thought that I would get agreement on from Naderade, but here we are. It's a, it's a great tune. It is a pretty big bop. I, uh, uh, I was in debate in high school and I did a like, y'all need to stop making fun of Rebecca Black um deal one day as an assignment it was kind of nuts anyway that's um where i was in high school <laughs> so um moving Lord, on I'm old. yeah <laughs> in high school when that song came out um yeah actually it was my freshman year of high school too to really kind of like twist the knife it was the beginning of high school not even the end <laughs> um but but yeah, that, gosh. Everybody go listen to the Glee version of Friday before you check out our cast next week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this week we're talking about, y'all, we're already at the season finale of season one. Um, I even had to text you guys and go like, wait a minute, is there not an episode seven? Because I can't find it. And No, it's a, uh, short, it's a short season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a... Uh... I think most TV series kind of have have that where they have the short season one to um, 
you know, see if see if this is going to work, and uh, and then move on. Season two's got eighteen, so we're we're set there. <laughs> and it balances out, um, but yeah. And I, it, for some reason, like it always stuck with me that like Parks and Rec only had six episodes in its first season. So I, I wonder if like six episodes is like the standard for like all TV shows for their first season. Um, but yeah, it uh, it kind of snuck up on us. It doesn't feel like we've been talking about this for almost six weeks, you know, a little more than that because we missed that one week where I went out of town. But um, for basically like seven weeks now, we've kind of been going at the show. Um, doesn't feel like it's been almost two months. Yeah. Whenever you put it into that kind <laughs> of perspective. Um, but yeah, here we are. The uh, end of season one uh, episode is called Collection Complete. Um, are y'all ready to get into it? Yeah, fitting yep. title for the season finale also. Yeah. yeah. Tie a nice little bow on it. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get into today's episode. We... All right, okay, students, it's time to take your seats. I'm about to teach you a lesson. Start off with uh, Daddy Crypt Keeper bringing us in, of course, um, and he has a couple sneaky little puns talking about. Um, he says he has a terror tale of his own, uh, play on words, if you will. I uh, I didn't write down the first part. I probably should have done that. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, and then he says that this week we're gonna talk. Of, we're gonna see a couple with their own pet peeves. Um, and then yeah. we, oh, oh sorry. Oh, I was going to say, well, he, he said, he said he has his own, he has his pet dog and he has a, the dog has a terror tale of his own. That's right. And they showed like a, a stuffed, uh, like, I don't know, stuff like Rottweiler. It did not look real, it, it it, like but a, it, a, it was, a, it was dog. a dead, yeah, it, it was, was a, a dead, dog. like stuffed dog. <laughs> yeah. He's a cutie. Daddy Griffin has a cute puppy. Daddy Crypt Creeper is a dog lover, apparently. I didn't know that. We, dog we lovers are presented. A, a full profile of the of the Crypt Keeper by the end of this. We'll know all of his likes, his dislikes, his fears, which are none, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if we ever make t-shirts, we should make one of uh, Daddy Crypt Keeper's dog. Thieves. Thieves. <laughs> uh, the Hound of Hell. Yeah, our hound of hell. I wish he had like multiple heads. That really would have kind of uh, a little too on the nose, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we open up to an older woman, Anita, setting up a surprise party. She thinks that her husband has come home and she shushes the guests in the kitchen. But when she opens the door, she sees a little cat sitting on the porch. She picks him up and takes him inside, almost immediately hearing banging on the door. She opens the door to see her husband, Jonas, telling her that she shut the door right in his face. She attempts to help him with all of his boxes, and they all just fall out of his arms. Anita picks up a shiny silver sledgehammer, and Jonas tells her that it is 47 years of dedication to the company that forced him to retire the day he turned 65. The party is for Jonas's retirement, and he is not happy about it. He tells Anita that she can get rid of all of her animals because he will now be home every day. He also tells Anita that he is too tired for the party and saunters upstairs. Anita opens the kitchen door to reveal a table surrounded by dogs and cats, all wearing party hats, 
whimpering because Jonas did not want to have a party. The next morning, Jonas wakes up in a rush, forgetting that he is now retired. Anita tells him to go back to sleep, and she goes to get ready for the day. After a bumpy scene of Anita and Jonas um, having a hard time in the bathroom together for the first time in many years, we cut to Anita cooking breakfast. We see Jonas come downstairs, complaining about his mandatory retirement again, and Anita suggests that he do nothing for the day as she puts her, his plate of breakfast on the table. As she does that, she puts another plate of food on the floor for one of the dogs. Jonas complains about her feeding any stray that comes to the door, and Anita reassures him that they keep her company and says that they're all she's got. Jonas is upset by this and says he understands that he's been busy for the last 47 years, but he didn't have time to sit and gab with her night and day. Anita comforts him and tells him to eat. As a crow comes to the bird feeder on the window, Jonas throws a box at him to shoo him away, which deeply upsets Anita. So I kind of stopped here for, for our discussion. That's our opening. Um, thoughts so far? Jonas fucking sucks. <laughs> he fucking sucks. He's an asshole. <clears throat> so, so out of all the characters we've had throughout this first season... He's my least favorite. I do not like this guy. He's a grumpy little shit. Really? That's what he's supposed to be, though. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I have to like him. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I hear you there. I'm just saying, like, like he's supposed to be the old curmudgeon. And, uh, he, I mean, he, you got to feel for the guy a little bit. 47 years toiling, working forever. And then just kick to the curb as soon as he turns 65. He didn't want that. But he is an asshole to his wife. And uh... Dude, he's a shitty <laughs> fucking husband. They make it yeah, he's, pretty... he's bad. They make it pretty clear. Now, here's the thing. I don't think they actually make this clear. But it didn't take me long to infer that this forced retirement of his was forced on him because everybody fucking hates him. And they were just ready for him to go the minute they could kick him out. No doubt. I believe they... it. Because, like, he obviously he put his, like, blood, sweat, and tears into this goddamn job to the point that he, like, you know, he's like, I've been busy the last 47 years, but I didn't have time to sit and... What the fuck is the point of being married to someone? Like, right? I, think, uh, I think Anita didn't want to be married, but she needed income, so she was like, well, if I marry this piece of shit, like, <laughs> he'll just work, you know, work himself to death, and I'll get to hang out at home with my fucking pets. Like... I had a different story in my head. I had a different background for them in my oh, head. Like, oh, please tell like us. they were, like they were, like at one point they were probably together and like high school sweethearts or something, and then like got married, and then we really started working. Like he just prioritized his job over everything else, and then you know, for, in a rut for forty-seven years like that, they you know got into their routines, and she found her her animals, and uh, you know he was. That's all he had was his job. And, uh, but even he, like he said, he was like, he was like, even the last however many years, he was the top salesman or whatever the hell, like right up until he was forced to retire. You might be right that they forced him out because they don't. Have to, <laughs> he, is a, he is an asshole. That's honestly the most, that's the most rock solid theory that I had in my head. The whole thing about Anita marrying him because she didn't want to marry, but she needed money was kind of just something that I came up with on the spot. Um, no. Milo was hanging dangerously close to the record button. He really likes to end <laughs> calls. So, um, uh, but no, I, 
I mean, I don't know. I, so honestly, you're probably right though. Like, why would you marry someone that you like genuinely can't fucking stand? Um, but it's clear that he grew up in a house where like he was basically just told like, no, sorry, back up. This man really bought into the American fucking dream is what he did. Oh, for real. Absolutely. He just keeps talking even as he has like been forced to retire and like genuinely doesn't have any reason to work. You know, we're about to kind of see like he's going to keep talking about how he doesn't want to ever stop being busy. He needs to keep himself busy. He he doesn't want to be, you know, a whatever. And it's just like, God damn, dude, like there's more to life than the American fucking dream. Jesus. He's so grumpy about everything. Because he's done nothing but work for the last 47 years. Well, his fault. <laughs> he could have found a different job that he's more happy about or something. We Man, can all with... feel for him a little bit on the job front, bit, all right? But... <laughs> but the other the other the other part is that I, I do like the the um just the the whole like he needs to keep himself like even the neighbor was telling him like he they were trying to like you need a hobby right. like when you retire you need to find something to do you can't just like like that is that's a that's a legit thing you need to find something he just didn't want to do anything but work like that was he thought of that job as his hobby as opposed to like actually finding something constructive or recreational or whatever that he could do after he left. He sure as hell didn't want to be around his wife, though. No. Yeah, that... He she also was bought... Much, she wasn't really a wife to him. She was pretty much just a housemaid for him. Yeah, she was a roommate, yeah, for sure. She... Yeah, and also, like... Um... Damn it, I lost my thought, because... Um... Oh, he probably also really buys into the, like, I hate my wife, ha-ha not really kind of community you know like those people who refer to their wife as the old ball and chain and yeah. all this other, like stupid bullshit where it's like dude stop bitching about her <laughs> i did i did i was dying laughing because when she when when they showed her frying up this big huge steak and it looked yeah. delicious and he came down and he was like you thought maybe maybe there's gonna be a little turn there he's gonna like not be as grumpy because he's going to get, oh man, I'm getting this big steak for breakfast. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Maybe my life can be good. And then she gives it to the dog and gives him a bowl <laughs> of oat brand cereal. And he's, and not even poured it in there. Just the box yes! was in the bowl. She gave him the bowl like, with the box like those, in it. It was those little boxes. The single serve, like yeah. A, yeah. A little like variety pack, snack pack, cereal <laughs> boxes in the bowl, like not even poured in it. And it was just, here's your breakfast. And then the steak goes to the the pets. I was dying. So, I that, I honestly I don't know how I didn't see that. Like I thought that her I thought that Jonas and the dog like got the same thing because I understand Jonas's anger a little more there. Like given that she, which like I understand it, but also I understand Anita's side too because Anita's like, well. I have no reason to cook shit for this man who doesn't fucking hang out with me. I don't know what he likes. Mm -hmm. But also, like, oat brand or whatever the fuck? Oatmeal? <laughs> oat, oat brand. It was, that was what the box said, was oat brand. And you could tell it was, like, the little snack pack cereal box or whatever. Uh. The, but, like, that's the first inkling of, like, well, I won't say that. Because the, the, the room full of pet guests for the surprise uh -huh. party... 
and like the toys strewn about everywhere, all that kind of and stuff. How cute! You kind of pets though, and the they were party. they were adorable. Oh, they were all part... sitting around that table with their party hat. All on. those dogs and all those cats, just adorable. I uh, I I saw a dream in that shot right there of all those pets, like you know, sitting at the table. They were all being such good little boys and girls. Yeah, they were. They were. This guy sucks, and they're being very patient for him to come home. They're being very good pets. They didn't tear into the cake right away, like yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. They were real cute. good. It was cute, but it was also really sad because, like, they're yeah. all like. And he, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. They're sad because they're like, we're not getting any cake. <laughs> it, right. Well, she's making it like seem like it's sad because he won't be there. Like maybe she'll, she'll still give them cake. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, but like sure. the way that she was like, well, Dad, she, cook, she, she, she cooked the dog a steak. Of course, she's giving him the cake. <laughs> I was surprised if he had a cake for him, and the, the pets all had a cake. Yeah. And he had Who knows what else? <laughs> But that's the, like the first like little inkling that you're like, she might not be okay either. Like she might right. be a little bit off. Give me one second, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It so was. When... It was... Hi. How's it going? Ooh, hello, later. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a special guest on tonight. <laughs> What were you gonna to go. say? I don't know. I, I would I would hope I would hope this all gets edited out. <laughs> Actually, so I'm gonna just... keep in the hello lady. <laughs> but obviously if you go in the fairy Sarah. Oh. I would imagine all this gets edited out. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will. <laughs> <laughs> How's the... Sorry about that. I um Okay, so we were talking about how uh, she made cake for for the dogs and stuff, but not. <laughs> if you're if you're um, listening or if you're like watching or what, I don't know how you how you do your editing, but like, are, are you like clapping as like, one of those? <laughs> that's what that's for. That's how you do the editing, so you know here's here's the point at which you can oh, start back. So that's why it's so loud. Okay, I didn't know. Oh, that. I always I was always like, why do they do that? Yeah, wow, so the sound, so the, so the sound and the video have the click. Okay, here's where the scene you starts. Here's where you can start editing and stuff. Like, gotcha. So, yeah. um, actually, I will say the only time I agree with uh, Jonas is when the dog gets at stake, and where he is like, "So I've been spending this much money on." This fancy of pet food, like buying steaks and everything for that, I can I actually get that. That's a lot yeah. of money for just dogs and but yeah, no, I get that for sure too. Like and also given the fact that he was given a shit breakfast, I really didn't see that part. <laughs> like, so I've been spending all this money on food for dogs. And then I, I would definitely be Anita. I'd be like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that I would say, like, it really highlights how bad the relationship and how shitty of a, like, relationship they had. Probably 95% his fault, I would imagine. Uh, it all stems from him, is when they're in that bathroom and how awkward it is when they're, like, 
Oh my god, they couldn't get having, right together. Like, like that's all because he's like even when he woke up, he woke up at like eight thirty or whatever, and it was like he was freaking out because he was late for work, and she was like, "Chill, you like you don't have work, like whatever." So now they're having to get ready in the morning in the bathroom together, and like they're trying to brush teeth and they're bonking heads and like all this kind of stuff. But meanwhile, like he just needs to go like use the restroom, but he couldn't even tell her. He's just like trying to wait her out. And then like, like she's like, Oh, I'm just going to take a bath. And like, she didn't care. She was like, I'm just gonna take a bath. Like you can keep using the bathroom, whatever. And he's like, I can't, I need to go sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm embarrassed. Yeah. You can't just tell your wife that. After 50 years or whatever, you can't tell your wife you need to go to the bathroom. They have no communication with each right? other. That was such a bad, like, that, like y'all are right. That was such a bad, indi- like a bad indicator of the state of their relationship because, like, I, I noticed it the second they bonked heads. I was like, holy shit, they can't function, you know, like at all. And, um, yeah, no, I agree with y'all. I was honestly just kind of piggybacking off of that. I, I don't, I don't understand how you're with somebody and you're not like comfortable, comfort, comfortable to go to the bathroom while they're in the same room as you. I can not do even, that. You can't even tell them that you need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's the issue. Is he couldn't even like? Is he just gonna like? Does he never tell her that he has to poop? You know, like yeah. I feel like that's yeah. that's like a daily occurrence with with me. Like, hey, I'm gonna go poop. It's like, all right. Jonas you know, is the worst. He's pretty Jonas bad. just fucking sucks. <laughs> and now I'm embarrassed. That, that scene up. was kind of like, I, I don't know. I have a, I don't know. It was funny because it was kind of like, dude, are you fucking serious? Pussy yeah. bitch. Like. <laughs> but it was also super awkward. <laughs> it was awkward because he kept like. Well, he made it awkward. Yeah. Well, he also gets boo-boo, like, he sees her getting into the tub, and he's like, do you have to do that right now? And she's kind of, like, confused. She's like, why? Like, you know, if, if why is he getting mad at her for doing something if she doesn't realize that she's, you know, taking away from his poop time? I. Well, she's just going through her morning routine. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. I always take a bath mm-hmm. when I get up. Like, what, yeah. what's the problem? He, he doesn't know anything about her. That was the other thing yeah. that, kind of, like, I noted at one point because he was like, "You mean you take a bath in the morning?" And she's like, "I always do." And so, it you know, it's just like brought not sorry. Uh, Jonas clearly didn't pay any attention to Anita ever, and like the, the, uh, this, this is this showing like clearly like they should not have stayed married nearly as long as they did but well we'll see how it progresses now that he doesn't have a job right uh yes that <laughs> way so let's nice, go ahead nice. and uh move on to the second segment of the episode jonas polishes and mounts his shiny sledgehammer that his work at his workbench in the basement their neighbor roy come down, comes downstairs he gives jonas a model plane set to build and Jonas puts it down as he grabs gardening shears. Once they go to the garden, Anita's new cat sniffs around while Jonas and Jonas and Roy are outside clipping at the bushes. Another dog comes outside, and Jonas shoes it away. 
telling Roy that he is worried about Anita because she is so obsessed with all her animals and that he thinks she needs help. Roy is confused by this, as Anita has always been this way, and it's weird that Jonas didn't know this about her until now. Jonas gets more frustrated by this, and Roy suggests he take up a new hobby. We then go to Anita setting a sandwich on the table for Jonas. As he takes a bite, he spits it out and tells her that it's cat food. Anita apologizes and tells her that, and he tells her that this is too much. Later that night, Jonas watches TV in his chair, telling Anita that he feels sick and asks her for aspirin. Jonas flips through the TV channels, all consisting of animal shows, and Anita brings him a brownie. She tells him that he put his aspirin in it, and this infuriates Jonas. And he tells her that he is not an animal and he does not need to be treated like one. Jonas sharpens his gardening shears as Roy brings him yet another model plane set, which Jonas sets on a pile of four or five unopened model plane sets. Roy tells him that it's not just about the model planes, but that Jonas needs to slow up and let life pass him by a little. Jonas assures him that he doesn't need to slow down and complains about Anita giving him his medicine like a dog. Roy tells him that they need to have a talk. We cut to Anita apologizing for her actions and saying that they can make a brand new start only to reveal that she is talking to the newest cat from the beginning of the episode. Jonas is outside in the backyard, and when he sees the cat, he tries to coax him over, wanting to kill him with the shears. Instead, he trips and falls into the pond. <laughs> he goes into the shower to clean up, and Anita tells him to wait because she is cleaning out the fish tank, but he shuts the door on her and turns the shower on. He relaxes for a moment, only to look down and see that her big fish are swimming in the tub. Tell me how you feel, Milo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is an episode about Pat. It is. I, I made him watch this with me. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, all right, so this middle section, like, we are introduced to Roy. And um, Roy is spending quite a bit of money on his neighbor trying to get him to shut the fuck up about Anita and her pets. But it... It was also, it struck me how, like, you know, I, I guess Anita is kind of like the neighborhood pet lady. You know, mm -hmm. like, everyone just knows that Anita has her pets and those are her children and she loves them. And I think it's also, like, another indicator of this marriage not really being a fruitful one at all is that, like, they have no kids, period. Like, at no point did Jonas ever, I guess, like, I don't know want to fool around at the end of the work week or something <laughs> like is this also a sexless marriage because that would suck for them uh, it's likely he like i know he like had to go to the bathroom but he did not want to he was freaked out when she started to get in the bath yeah <laughs> he... have you not seen your wife naked man yeah <laughs> I, the one thing I looking back on it now that you're talking about it, I, I am a little surprised that um, they slept in the same bed. I thought they'd be old timey, have separate oh, bed type things. That, you know, they <laughs> might. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They do have uh, one bed, don't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, that would make sense if they did. I wouldn't be surprised oh, if they had I separate... didn't catch it until just now. But... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if they had separate rooms entirely. Mm hmm. Because how does he not, I don't, I don't know, how, like, how do you not know that your wife is the neighborhood pet lady? I just, what the fuck does Jonas do whenever he comes home? Like, does he just go to sleep? Does he, he work? He goes, 
comes home, eats dinner, and passes out on his recliner watching TV. I honestly think that's what it is. Yeah, because uh, he, he even said when she was like, "Oh, why don't you do it? Why don't you do nothing today? Just go sit on the recliner and then pass out watching TV." Yeah. And he was like, "He was like, I haven't earned that yet. I haven't worked. You know, you can do that after you work a day." So that's probably his routine. But he, since he didn't work, he couldn't go do that. He felt. I that's just. What I, that's what I saw at least. Sorry. I guess it goes back into how hard this man like bought into the American dream because he just, but the the thing about the American dream is the outcome of all that hard fucking work is that you get to enjoy yourself at the end of the day, like work your ass off so that you can have money to enjoy yourself. And like, he just doesn't even let himself have like any smidgen of fun. He is the most get off my lawn motherfucker I have ever seen. And it's like, I don't even think he has the time to tell kids to get off his lawn. I'm surprised he hasn't didn't say that to Roy at any time. Like, get out of here, Roy. At no point does he ever express annoyance with Roy, just like showing up. Are you serious? I thought I got this. I got the vibes. I was like, man, he does not like his neighbor. His neighbor thinks his, he's a friend of his, but this man does not like his neighbor at all. All right, what is with Roy's <laughs> outfits? Okay, the first that, time you see him, it's in like that USA Olympic, like that tracksuit kind of kind of went off. He's a he's a he's an all American classic retiree. He's got nothing to do, so he's just lounging around and whatever Bob he wants to wear. USA tracksuits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's so he's one of those people. I, I've never seen Rosemary's Baby, but he gave me Rosemary's Baby neighbor vibes. Cause he oh, just I can see that, yeah. He just fucking walks into their house whenever he pleases, and he doesn't even knock. He just, like, I think, you know, like, once we get to the end of the episode, I think he literally just, like, walks in through their, like, back door. He does, yeah. And, like, because like, you don't see Anita get up to let him in. She gets up whenever he walks in, but he just kind of, like, oh, walks in. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, I, I've told, like, I, I, I just, I, I can't imagine a, a motherfucker walking into my house that doesn't pay rent. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that, I thought at first, at least, I thought maybe the wife had, like, kind of nudged him to be like, hey, can you help him out and, like, help him mm-hmm. chill? Like, give him, a, get him a hobby, help him chill. Like, I thought she always, like, let him in to go, oh, he's in the basement, go talk to him. Or he's out in the yard, go talk to him. But, like, that's the vibe I got at first, and then I don't think that was the case at all. Because even when he was, like, trying to complain about his wife to him, she was, like, he was, like, talking about how um, she's crazy cat lady, crazy pet lady, whatever. And the neighbor said, yeah, she's always been that way. So I thought he kind of had five, like, he was thinking both of them are crazy but he thought he was friends with uh jonas so he was just kind of like trying to be neighborly but i thought he always thought the wife was weird too so i don't know what their relationship is uh nate's over here writing like a forbidden love backstory (laughs) she's been fucking the neighbor the whole time I said Nate Emmett Thon, sorry. <laughs> That's why y'all were so quiet. Or Brandon. <laughs> or Brandon. <laughs> Whatever you want to call me. That's funny. 
Um, how, did you guys, how did you guys feel about the uh, model planes? Were you guys ever into model cars or planes or anything? No. I, no. I, I wouldn't have the time of the day for that shit. Nope. That'd be too fucking boring for me. I'm not, it's something that like I think would be fun to do, but I already have enough knickknacks and I don't have room for those. So like why add model planes to that too? I couldn't do my I I so I like I was given like a hot rod model when I was like a kid, right? You know what I did with it? Nothing. <laughs> it was in the box the entire time because like I have no interest in this at all. I'm pretty sure I got a birthday or Christmas present from a grandparent or something that was like a model airplane or something, and it just. It still had the cellophane wrapper last time I saw it. <laughs> still had like the cellophane around the box. Like I didn't do anything with it. I had no interest in it. <laughs> that's that's I what felt bad. Like. Felt bad. <laughs> I didn't feel bad. I'm like, you clearly don't know me well enough. <laughs> I was gonna say that's more. That's, gift. <laughs> that's definitely one of those like boys like model planes and not oh. My grandson would like this model plane. It's just the generic, like, oh, this is what a little boy would like. <laughs> like you said, you clearly don't know me well enough. <laughs> did you? So, I did catch when they were in the backyard and he was pruning the trees or whatever. Oh, yeah. he, he, he so, cut it all the way down to the fucking stem. <laughs> I think, well, so I think that was the point, but I think when they did that take, I think he went too hard at first because the first, like, three clips, he had it all gone. Like, he clipped it down, like, in the first three oh. clips, and then he still had, like, another, like, minute where he had to be <laughs> still be clipping, and there was nothing there, so he was just clipping her away. <laughs> It's like, so you think it I think was like a was, mistake that worked out really well for him? I think he was supposed to like start out, out further on the branches and then end up cutting all of it off to the to the 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 tree uh limbs or whatever, yeah. but like the trunk or the, the plant the trunk, trunk or whatever. Yeah. But he he like his first two cuts were like right up against the trunk and just like snipped everything off. And then he still had to keep going as he was talking. <laughs> there was nothing there to clip, but he was still going. <laughs> And the face on the face on Roy was classic because he was just he was just sitting there looking at this thing, going like, "What are you doing? What is going on?" I, I like the progression of the of the garden, like throughout the episode, because it starts out as like a pretty big, you know, mm -hmm. luscious garden, and then like by the second or third time that we see it, it's basically all just branches and like you said stumps because he just that's all he does all day he just goes out and just so do you, do you think Thon that because he took that one tree all the way down to the stump that they're like all right the rest of the trees are gonna go down to the stump now no no, no I think that was the plan <laughs> I just think like for the scene I think he was supposed to start oh, like okay. normal pruning and as he's ranting just end up to the trunk as he's like <laughs> venting and stressed to like mm -hmm. show that was, how, that was like how they're doing it but he's like the whole purpose was to be have that yard be barren because that's that all was actually doing. A, a really good comedic moment there just having it all yeah <laughs> streamed no, down to nothing i love that it might not have been a mistake but it was just it worked <laughs> really well on how it did it he was going ham on those shears he was <clears throat>
he was like, this is real. I have real work to do. I don't have time <laughs> for this model airplanes. I have real work. Your airplanes, Roy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if I even think I'm having fun while I'm doing it, it's not real work. <laughs> and then after he got dumped into the uh, into the, the pond with all the mud. That's the muddiest pond ever, by the way. Oh, dude. What was that <laughs> goop and shit on it? That was a mud that was on him. It was like yeah. algae, thick algae. On it was him. I was like, gross. don't you ever clean out your little pond there? But he got up there and he just walks straight by his wife. Like, does it like <laughs> it was almost like office space when the the <laughs> when he's leaving and the boss tries to stop him and be like, hey, <laughs> would you? And he just steps to the side and walks past him without saying anything. <laughs> I love that scene, by the way. It was almost like that. that. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets in the shower and he just starts. uh, And then he looks down and he sees all the koi fish in the in the shower. That was good. You can just see him break. (laughs) 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 That is the one moment that you see him. I think that is the one moment um, leading up to this part that you ever see him smile or relax for even a smidgen of a second yeah um but jonas over here is fixing the pipe right up y'all ready for the third segment let's do it all right so we cut to anita knitting at the table as jonas comes downstairs unusually chipper telling her that he has found a hobby he accidentally slips on one of the dog's toys but surprisingly doesn't react he takes a large box downstairs and gets to work we go to anita and roy sitting in their backyard Anita is telling Roy she is relieved that Jonas has found something to do. She doesn't know what he's doing in that basement. She then asks Roy if he's seen the other Jonas, the bulldog, and Anita realizes that all of her pets have gone missing. She goes down to the basement. Jonas turns around and tells her to get out as Anita searches for her dogs. She goes back upstairs and finds Jonas the bulldog in the backyard. She goes up to him, only to find that Jonas is dead and has been stuffed. Jonas... The husband comes outside and proudly asks her what she thinks. Anita turns around, enraged, asking him what is going on. And Jonas tells her that he has found his new hobby, taxidermy. Anita asks him how he could do this, and Jonas tells her that he is helping them find common interests so they can enjoy their golden years together. Anita tells Jonas that these animals are like her children, to which Jonas smugly responds, Good children are to be seen and not heard. Anita frantically searches for her cat. She goes downstairs and asks Jonas where Mew Mew is. He shows her his collection of taxidermied animals, dogs, squirrels, possums, proudly asks her what she thinks. Anita's eyes search frantically around the room, and Jonas reveals that he has Mew Mew, still alive. Anita tries to take the cat from him, and he pushes her away. Anita sees the mounted silver hammer on the wall and hits Jonas over the head with it. We cut to Anita and Jonas sitting on the couch, watching Lassie. Anita coyly asks him if the show is all right. And Roy walks in and asks them how they're doing. Anita tells Roy that Jonas has really slowed down, turning around to reveal Jonas in his chair. His face has clearly been removed and sewn back on. And Roy gasps in bewilderment as we go back to the crypt. Daddy Crypt Keeper gives us a couple of good little puns as we go out talking about, uh, about how the story was self-fulfilling and then he, you know yada 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 as long as you're not too stuffy about it and i want you all to sit 
stay and play dead. And see. <laughs> so, third segment, how we feel. Fantastic. <laughs> Although, I was not happy of all the, like, we're all pet friends here. We love pets. Uh, but, like, the comeuppance was just oh, yes. chef's kiss. Jon- Jonas had it coming. <laughs> it was perfect. This is one of those, like, endings that you read about in, you know, Greek stories of, like, you know, whoever that guy is that has to push the rock up the hill until it falls back down again for all eternity. You know, like, this is... Sisyphus? Sisyphus? Yeah, I think so. This is Jonas's, like, uh, purgatory. (laughs) He is, um, you know, he's murked by the wife. She um, learns how to taxidermy on him. Now he gets to sit in the house full of the pets that she's going to have and uh, watch animal shows with her all day as she makes tuna for dinner. (laughs) And um, then, like I said, we have uh, the uh, Rosemary's baby neighbor walking in like, hey, how's it going? Can I give you a model airplane? And she's like, look at my dead husband. Yeah, she's 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 out of it. She's gone. But uh, I mean, it's kind of it, it kind of goes both ways on it because, man, that the whole scene where so the I'm kind of conflicted because obviously the stuffing of the dog and making him like animatronic with the remote controls and stuff. It was fucked up, man. It was fucked up. And but the the way he performed it because he was so calm and like. Then he's finally like relaxed and chill and Mm -hmm. she starts freaking out his line deliveries of that when he's like, I found us common interests so we can be together in our golden years. And like his line delivery where he's just so calm and crazy. (laughs) Like that was really good. I liked it. And the way that he, like, I also, it, he like the man made a full 180 in his attitude and you know, like the thing that kind of I I just don't understand how he didn't think that Anita wasn't going to kill him because he's over here talking about them spending their golden years together. As soon as I saw that he was actually like killing the dogs and stuffing them because I knew where it was going and they made it pretty clear where it was going. Um, but the way that he was like, you know, we can spend our golden years together. I was like, Oh honey, you don't get another golden night. <laughs> You're fucking <laughs> done for. Mm-hmm. And I was right. Like I need a raid. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just looking back at the part where the wife walks down the stairs and Jonas is like hanging down there, like stroking the pets as they're hanging. You know, he's got that like creamy in his pants sort of face. It's so creepy. <laughs> it's so messed up. And like she, he like he's become so obsessed with it that he is like stuffing squirrels and like hiding them around the house. Cause like she runs upstairs and she checks under the bed and she sees the squirrel. And, like, I think she finds another squirrel somewhere else, and he's got, like, a shit ton of just squirrels. So it's, it shows that he's clearly moved on from, like, the pets in the house to 
you know, any fucking animal that he can get his hands on, he's going to taxidermy it. Well, because that, that goes from the, when the neighbor said, oh, she's always been like that. She's always been the crazy neighborhood pet woman because one time I looked over there and she had a squirrel sitting right on top of her head. She was just sitting in the yard. So I think that's where that comes from was like all animals are all of her pets type thing. Uh-huh. Sure. No white. Yeah. When he was when he was going through the animals in the basement, he grabbed like a chocolate lab's head. That thing that fucked me up a little. That bit. was the that looked, worst. That looked real. I'm like yeah. Fuck you. Fuck this show. Cause I don't want to see that. They were all like, yeah, taxidermy like stuff, like rigid. And then he, when he grabbed yeah. the dog, it was like just that a limp. Real. That was bad. I, I felt that one. That yeah, that was me. gross. I I definitely spent the whole like, you know, during all the buildup, I was like, please don't tell me he kills the animals. Please don't tell me he kills the animals. And then I was like, fuck. And at least we didn't see him, like, doing the act. Yeah. You know, like, they kind of skipped that part. I'm sure, you know, because, A, it's a short, B, because it's, like, Tales from the Crypt is horror, but it's not so, you know, scary that it's going to delve into that, like, we're going to make you sit and watch kind of horror. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually kind of thought that this episode... I do like this episode. I kind of thought it was going to go a different way a little bit. Um, at the part where he's uh, on the recliner and watching TV and he's coughing, she's like, oh, it must be a hairball or something like that. You know, I was like, is he going to like turn into a pet of hers or something like that? He's going to turn into an animal. Is that how this is going to play out? No, obviously, clearly not. But I just that thought kind of ran through my mind a little bit. I can see that being, I could, I could see that being an outcome that like, you know, ends up happening. Um, I knew that the sled, like the silver sledgehammer, they made it pretty obvious that that was going to be the murder weapon of the episode. Yep. Chekhov's Um, hammer. Yeah. So I honestly kind of like, and I think, let me see. Okay, Milo. <laughs> Milo doesn't want to get stuffed. He yeah. does not. Um, I, was, I was right there with, with Naderade. I thought it was going to go a different route, like where he just kind of ends up being very like 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 her pet. Mm-hmm. Oh, he sure. Ends up, he ends up very just docile and like, mm-hmm. I'm going to you know, come in here for dinner and then come back out. I thought the dynamic was going to change where she was going to like treat him just like the pets and he yeah. was going to end up accepting it and just kind of being like a pet prisoner type thing. But oh, no, Jonas made sure that wasn't going to fucking happen. <laughs> I mean, he, he kind of did though. In a way, he ended up just being on that couch like a pet. <laughs> he did it. He did it because he ended up getting stuffed just like the rest of them. I was really hoping when they showed him, his eyes would blink. Oh, <laughs> or light up like the dogs. Yeah, yeah that's what, yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, honestly, like, I I don't know. What were, what were y'all's thoughts on, like, what they ended up doing with, with Jonas? Is that, like, what, I guess, is that realistic? Because I don't know... 
I don't know. It just to well, me. Have like... you heard of as Gian? Because <laughs> he made lampshades out of people. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't I... like taxidermy. But it's I mean, sure, it's with any animal. I mean, if you could taxidermy an animal, you could taxidermy a person. I'm sure. But... Yeah, but like if, I... if if you can if you can milk a cow, you can milk a cat, or how that's how's that going? <laughs> No, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that like him being taxidermy didn't make sense. I guess it's just the fact that his face had been cut off and sewn back on. I don't know. That doesn't matter. Um, I have heard of Ed Gein. It just um, they haven't made a Netflix documentary about him yet. So I'm not as educated. (laughs) Kidding. I got Bailey staring for all that. (laughs) I liked it. I thought it looked, I mean, I thought it looked campy as hell and it was just perfect for the episode. Like it was great. The way the eyes. His, yeah, he yeah. was all like the in shock eyes. or whatever. And, and then the neighbors know, scream at the end too. Like, And his smile, is, he has a sewn smile on his face. Yeah. I kind of dug that. Yeah. And I, which I, it's like another like thing, I guess, that shows that Anita is like fucking bonkers is that like this doesn't bother her at one bit. Like, she turns around, she's like, I'm so happy to have a man to take care of in the house. Again. <laughs> and he's just like, and she's like lovingly looking at him as if it's not like fucking freaky. She doesn't have her dead husband sitting on her couch. <laughs> well, she's just having the same marriage as she did before he was retired. It's a non-existent <laughs> marriage, really. And now if Roy keeps his mouth shut, she gets to live off his retirement. Yeah. I, or, or royal gets stuffed too <laughs> honestly i think that's what's gonna happen but they kind of just leave that up to interpretation <laughs> but i um, did like the uh the first time she's the first time she said mew mew i thought she was saying <laughs> like in the thor movies when darcy says <laughs> mjolnir <laughs> and she calls it mew mew <laughs> <laughs> Wait for Thor's hammer to crash through the wall there. And yeah. <laughs> mm. Mew Mew. That, I thought that was a funny name for a cat. Kind of like uh, Mewtwo, the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of. <laughs> um, all right, are we ready to grade this thing? Let's grade this home. Let's grade this ho. All right. Naderade, you're up this week. What is your grade, sir? All right. I've seen this episode once before, and I actually really didn't remember a whole lot from it. After watching it this second time, I actually liked it a lot more than from the previous time. Anyways, um, yeah, it's good. Uh, the characters suck. Depending, and uh, Jonas sucks so bad, and uh, of course he gets his comeuppance as he should. Um, and there's that one part with the chocolate, chocolate lab really got to me. Uh, so that was well done on the uh, special effects artists there, because that looked real. Um, I liked it. Good episode. Some good comedic stuff on it too i'm gonna give it uh i'm i think i'm gonna give it a b minus all right b minus 
Okay, so uh, Sir Thon, what you thinking? I I really like this episode. I thought it might. I think it might be up there for like the best of the season, in my in my opinion. Um, I think the the story was was good because you kind of didn't really know where it was going, but you knew someone was getting someone was getting their come up. But you didn't. I didn't. I didn't really know who. As the episode went on, it kind of changed a little bit. Whether for sure Jonas needed to, but also then it was kind of like the wife seemed off. So I didn't know quite how that was going to go. Um, but I thought the story was, was good. I thought the characters were, were well acted. They weren't, um, for what they needed to be. I mean, they weren't good people. They weren't like particularly anyone you really want to care about or be invested in too much as far as, you know, liking them, but I don't think they were meant to be liked. The story kind of, no, there, there's something more to that with Jonas as far as like the whole mentality of, you know, he's uh, living to work, not working to live type of that type of thing where he's that's all he was, was just he's going to go to work his entire life until he drops dead. And then they forced him out and he had nothing. They had a terrible relationship. And then they, um, you know, ended up just breaking each other. Um he he went mad because of all the pets and how she just loved her pets more than him clearly because well, why would you love why, why why would you love him anyway? <laughs> but she said a few times <laughs> you kind of feel bad for him though or for, for her because like she said a few times during the episode she was like well they're my friends they're all I have and um, and you know obviously you don't want to see the the doggos and the kidders uh, get it but um, you want to see them live long, happy lives. But uh, yeah, when he started going that and finding their common interest, it broke her and she was like, okay, well, I'm going to smash you with this hammer and stuff you. It was like the perfect like ending uh-huh. for the whole thing. Um, so I think with all that, I think I'm going to give it, I think I might give it an A minus. I think I oh. might dip into the first A of the... Uh, of the series, the low A. a, a low A, an, an A minus. I'm gonna give it a low A because I was on the borderline between B plus and A minus. But okay, all right. I, I enjoyed it. All right, governor. <laughs> all right, all right, Logan. Logan. Dudes, my dudes, my dudes. Um, I also really like this episode. Honestly, I was. I was pretty excited to talk about it. Um, I watched this episode like a few days ago and like there've been a few times this week where I like randomly have thought about it and I've been like, oh yeah, that's right. Like we get to talk about that later. I was pretty excited. I was pretty bummed last night when we didn't record because I was like, damn, I want to hang out with the dudes and talk about the <laughs> <laughs> Um, But here we are, Friday night. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty pretty good episode i also really liked i like that it was about you know a woman who has and like pets that she loves and also like i think um there's been a huge cultural shift between pets being pets and now pets are like members of the family you know like the dog mom wasn't actually much of a thing and if a woman did act like a dog mom or a cat mom or whatever people would call her crazy but now if someone calls themselves a dog mom, everyone's like, yes, queen, 
you get it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's also something that, you know, I did want to take into account here is that this woman like was an outcast outsider for being, you know, someone who genuinely treated her pets like they were her kids. Um, And then like, I was pretty bummed to see the pets go, but, um, you know, she gets her revenge in the end, which honestly makes it all worth it for me. Um, that being said, I, I don't know if it's just because of like the basic ass setting that they were in the whole time. This episode also, it didn't excite me that much. Cause it, you know, you spend the whole time in this suburban house. Um, it felt very, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly how to put it. I think it's just because it takes place in an old person house. And like, whenever I was, I was talking to Thon before, you know, Nate hopped on the, Nate hopped on the recording and I was like, I can't wait to talk about this episode. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I was like, it's just the old people of it all. Like this, it very much takes place in an old people's house. So that being said, um, that did kind of affect my mood. I'm going to give this a B flat B um all that being said so it it was an episode that I really liked I I thought that the the concept and the execution went well um like story writing wise I do think that like setting wise which I don't think there's really much they could have done given you know their idea it wasn't exciting. So I definitely did kind of watch it like straight face the whole time until he started killing the pets. And then I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's my grade. So um, y'all help me figure out, is it just a B? Cause A I'll call minus, it a B. B minus. Call it a B. We're going to call okay. it a B. We'll go B. What, what, were, what were you thinking, Sir Thon, Sir Naderade? Sorry. Uh, either B or B plus. It was going to be one of those two. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I say call it a B. B? All right. That's it. Great. Dad. Slap a B on there. All right. So it is time for us to move on to where are they now? Starlight, Starlight, the first stars in tonight. Pause for effect. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> That's your thing, man. (laughs) I'm not a game show. (laughs) All right. Each week, our professor of astrology, Thon, will look to the stars and tell us about the past of the stars from this week's episode and what they might be up to now. Thon, take it away. Yeah. So, I mean, there was only three actors in the episode, Um, not even any extras or anything. The uh, neighbor who's played by Martin Garner, I mean, uh, neighbor Roy here. Uh, not a, not in a whole lot of stuff. Um, he was in, probably most recognizable, at least for me, was from the Twilight Zone movie. Uh, the at the segment of the Twilight Zone movie called Kick the Can, where they're in the old folks, old folks home. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He was, okay. he was uh, one of the, one of the people in that. Uh, episode hmm. um but he was in a lot of stuff he was in a ton of ton of things from uh the 80s mid mid to late 70s to 80s um just episodes here and there he was on the a-team he was in facts of life hill street blues cagney and lacy 
Mr. Belvet, like all of those shows, he was in yeah. a couple episodes here and there throughout. Um, he was in the the movie uh, Oh God, You Devil. I think it was George Burns' movie. It's a comedy in the 80s. Never heard of it. Um, and then the other thing I just want to shout out that I thought was funny was, because uh, he does he does kind of look like him a little bit, was he played Mikhail Gorbachev in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show Saturday morning cartoon. Okay. <laughs> okay. In the late 80s. Obviously, Mikhail Gorbachev, the, the Russian leader. But he did kind of look like him, so I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was a kid show. Super Mario Brothers Super Show, yeah. But they had a Russian like leader in a kid show in the eighties. Well, they had a guy playing him. Yeah, I mean, it was it was the late eighties. So yeah, you know, that's Gorbachev. Not... Gorbachev was a recognizable. I, yeah, guy. I know, but like that's just I. Sorry. Anyway, y'all keep going. I don't that's know what weird. he did in it. I don't know why they had him on there, but. But yeah, he was he there. <laughs> um, Anita, the wife, was played by uh, Audra Lindley. Uh, she was not in a whole lot. She was in a couple of movies in the 90s, uh, The Relic and Sudden Death. Hmm. Relic was a horror movie. Sudden Death was an action with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. Uh, she, she's most recognizable, though, as uh, Helen Roper in Three's Company and The Ropers. Three's so, Company, yeah, the TV show Three's Company. Come and knock on our door. There you go. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you guys. I was like, is this, is this over your head? Like, you don't know who Helen Roper is? Okay. Um, but yeah, so she was that. I, I recognized her. I was like, I couldn't place it, and then as soon as I saw Three's Company, I was like, of course. Uh, the husband though, M. Emmett Walsh. Uh, who played Jonas the human, not Jonas the dog. <laughs> um, Thank you for clarifying. He, he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And he's he's approaching, like he started in like the mid-60s. Um, and he's still going even today. So he's got a huge long career. Like They're still alive? He, he is. I, don't, I didn't check the others. Um, but he's still alive and he's still acting. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, like I said, it started in like the mid '60s. Um, he's one of those ones that you could probably do a six degrees of separation on because he's been in a huge variety of stuff with like everybody. Um, he was in like in the early days. He was in the Bob Newhart show and Serpico and just all kinds of stuff back then. Um, he was in Blade Runner. Um, the, he was in the original Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I'm trying, remember, um, I'm trying to remember him, but I don't remember him in that. Uh, give me one second. I forgot that I didn't write down the character name now. We'll um, be waiting Bryant. Uh, Bryant was his was his character mm. name in that. Um, he was George Henderson and Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, he was uh, John Lithgow's dad, I believe. In that. Mm. He was in Critters. Um, he was Harv in Critters. Uh, he was in Wild Wild West. He was. One of the more famous ones, I would imagine, he was in The Jerk. He was the crazy madman in The Jerk, the Steve Martin hmm. comedy, where he was like the sniper. And he was. I never, I, I never you never saw The, the jerk. jerk? No. Oh, you got to see The Jerk. It's a 
It's a classic. Uh, stupid. Oh, I do know the sniper scene though. When it's he's like, like there's the, the cans with all these the cans. cans. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've seen that scene. Yeah, he's the guy <laughs> shooting at him. Okay. <laughs> um, but like I said, he's been in a ton of stuff through the years. He's been in uh, episodes of of random things and and you know small bit parts. But even up to to like today, he was in. Uh, Sneaky Pete, which is an Amazon uh, show with uh, Gene Bobby oh, yeah. BC. Okay. Um, he was in that for seven or eight episodes. He was in Knives Out as um, uh, Mr. Mr. Profrek. Uh, and he's uh, Roy Gemstone in The Gemstones. Huh. The Righteous Gemstones. The HBO show with um, Danny McBride. And... Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> yelling from the other room. Yeah, he's, I love he's Pride. Yeah, he's he's Roy Gemstone in the Gemstones. I haven't so. started it yet. I started Eastbound okay. Down. Well, you'll you'll see him in that when you when you get into watching. So yeah, he's still even active uh, up through up through today. Um, I do want to give a shout out though. I did recognize a couple names. The writer, of the one of the writers of the screenplay, um, A. Whitney Brown, who I saw the name on the credits and I was like. I know that name from somewhere. Was um, a Whitney Brown was a writer on SNL from like '85 to '92 or something. Oh, oh wow! So uh, nice. yeah, he was he was in he was on Saturday Night Live for for a good while, not on it, but a writer for it for some of those prime years with uh, some some of those some of those cats, and also on the Daily Show for 386 episodes of the Daily Show. Or whatever. Wow. Um, but the, and then the director, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Mary Lambert, um, who started out, she had a, a pretty, pretty good career starting out directing music videos in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, she had some of her biggest ones were Madonna and Janet Jackson. She did a lot of their hey. biggest videos. She did nice. like, um, like a virgin and material girl and like a prayer for Madonna she did the the videos for for nasty and control for Janet Jackson. Control was a big video for Janet Jackson. She also had like, uh, uh, like docu video documentaries for Bobby Brown and the Eurythmics and Madonna and Janet Jackson. And, um, but she also directed Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery Two. Oh. Yeah, so that's where I recognized her name from. <laughs> it it kind of makes sense that she was involved in this as well. Yeah, <laughs> she directed wow. the best pest cemetery movies yet. How yeah. fitting! How fitting! Um, but she was she's been active uh, for for a good while after that. She she's done some stuff since then. She directed the uh, sequel to Urban Legends, Urban Legends Bloody Mary. Okay, um, as far as horror goes. Um, and then even up through more recently, she's done like an episode of the Goldbergs, which makes sense hey. because they're they're heavily involved in the 80s and with 80s you know, music video, her backgrounds and stuff there kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. She, she did that. She's done a couple episodes of, of some other stuff um, more recently, but just wanted to give her a shout out as well. I'm kind of surprised she hasn't she didn't get bigger than what she is. I thought Pet, the original Pet Cemetery would have really put her on the map. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the what the story is there, but 
for sure. Oh, she well. had, some, she had some good stuff. She's got, she's still got fans. I'm a fan. <laughs> for sure. I'm a fan now. Big but yeah, fan. that's, 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 uh, that's all I got there. That's what they've been doing. Party. That's where they are now. That's where they are. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot. She also oh, did. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I forgot. I, I, uh, I made a little note, like a notation there, but I forgot what I meant. And I just found it. She directed uh, Mega Python versus uh, Gatoroid for the sci-fi. <laughs> Mega Python versus Gatoroid. I thought that is was that a, a is that a sci-fi original there? Yes, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I'll check that one out. I thought that was the most ridiculous name, and I made a little note. I forgot what the note meant. <laughs> Wait, what is it called? Mega Python versus Gatoroid? Yes. I love Gatoroid. That sounds so good. Uh-huh. Gatoroid. Mega Python. <laughs> All right, folks. So now that we're done with where are they now, we're going to move on to Would You Rather? Well, class, which would you rather do? So, Nate, take it away. All then, folks. It's Friday, Friday. Got to get down on Friday. And we are doing Would You Rather. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Thon. <laughs> uh, would You Rather. It's the game where I give these fine folks a couple scenarios or situations. Uh, and they have to choose which one they would rather do. And... We're going to go with, would you rather eat, since your boy uh, Jonas fed a little, was fed a little cat food, we're going to do, uh, would you rather eat five cans of cat food or uh, do two model airplanes? Don, which would you rather do? Two, two model air, airplanes. One thousand. Really? Okay. <laughs> build. You're talking about you, build yeah, two model yeah. airplanes. Like if Roy or, gave if Roy eat gave you five cans no, of cat food. Eat five cans of cat food or build two model airplanes. I'm one thousand percent building two model airplanes. Okay. Logan. I'm building two model airplanes. <laughs> I'm in the minority. I will eat the cat foods. Have you ever building. have you ever smelled cat food? Yes. Okay. I got oh, something to come oh, over. I will scarf that shit down before building even one model airplane. Wet cat food, right? Like not yes. like dry, like kibbles Wet. and like uh, you, you open up a little can and you spoon yeah. it in your mouth. Yeah, nope. that shit is putrid. Yeah, nope. Give me those model airplanes. I'll I'll take those cat food. Fuck you guys. I'm doing cat food. <laughs> the the time that'll take me to eat the cat food. Will be like ten minutes, where the model airplanes would be ten weeks, and I'm not gonna be having it with those model airplanes. Every week, Nate writes down his "Would you rather" thinking like, hey, hey, "I got them this time." <laughs> and every single time, Thon and I are both immediately just like, "We're doing the obvious choice," and Nate writes like, 
fuck you guys. <laughs> he's had a Such he's had a I'm gonna eat some cat food. He's had a, <laughs> to be fair, he's had a couple that I'm like, I don't want to do either of those. <laughs> there hasn't been an obvious choice, but <laughs> well, I mean, would you rather is obviously you wouldn't want to do either of them, like so you're picking one or the other. Um, I would rather not vomit until I die, so it's bad. Cat food it is for me. <laughs> bon the next one really isn't a would you rather. It's uh since your boy Jonas was retired, he really couldn't find a hobby what he wanted to do. So my question for you guys is what would you do during your retirement? What would your hobbies be? Logan? Um well hopefully by the time I'm retired, if I ever get to, I um I don't have arthritis because I really want to be able to embroider like just as much as I fucking want. I love embroidering. Um, but right now, like I don't have any time to because of how much time I spend working and like, yeah, I get home and I have like the whole evening, but I just don't have like the mental energy to embroider. So like I get, okay, home, Jonas. I get home and I sit on my couch. Well, no, Jonas gets home and he goes to work. I get home and I sit my ass on my couch and I play games on my phone while Diego plays video games, you know, like I, I don't, I don't know. And like, I, that's still using mental energy, I guess, but I would embroider because I would have the, like, you know, the energy to go out and buy thread and linens and stuff like that. I wouldn't be like, I'm home. I'm not going out shopping. Like, I think that's it, but that's my answer. Hmm. All right. Don, what would you do? What would you do during your retirement? If I make it to retirement age or if I'm able to retire early, <laughs> I will ideally have enough money where I could travel wherever I want to travel. Okay. I would spend my retirement trying to travel, whether it's going out of the country or doing the old classic, you know, RV road trips, that type of stuff. I think that's I think that's where I'm going to be at. If it's just if you're talking just a regular hobby, um, man, like what's a classic? What's a classic hobby? I don't build know. model airplanes. Definitely not that. Not definitely not model airplanes. <laughs> oh, so you need some cat food. Definitely not that. <laughs> so you, I, I, another thing that I thought of, not to like steal your answer, was reading. Um, yeah. Read something that I think a lot of people do whenever they fucking have time. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a good one. It's like a movie in your head. I can go anywhere I want with this book. <laughs> Reading is fun. Naderade, what would you do? So it's kind of funny that this one kind of came up because literally the other day, my brother and I were having this conversation, like how do we spend our time during retirement? uh one would be one of them would be like golfing i would go golfing a lot the other one is i'd probably pick up fishing again and just go fishing all the time and like you could do that during winter time go ice fishing nice little hobby um the other thing would be pretty much become a pothead i would just get high all the time old pothead <laughs> that's what i would do that would be my retirement right there <laughs> nice and that is what you rather 
<laughs> All right, folks, we're going to move on to skirt. We're going to move on to creep yourself. What did you do this week, class, to creep yourself? <laughs> now is the time where we all come show and hell something that we have treated ourselves to this week. So, Nate, what did you treat creep yourself to this week? Thank you for that action points there. I love that. <laughs> I just wake myself up for a second, so I had... <laughs> So I think it was last week. Last week, um, Amazon had their Prime Day. Uh huh. Is that right. So I've been needing a new mattress, and I bought a new mattress off Amazon during Prime Day. And you know what? It is awesome. <laughs> I fucking, so my my previous mattress. So my dog sleeps on my bed with me, right? Of course. And the springs in the middle of the mattress were caving in because you got my weight and my dog's weight. And so my bed was pretty much like a fucking V. <laughs> so I got a new mattress now. It's memory foam. And yes. God, it is wonderful. So memory, memory foam is life changing. It is. I, I have such the, I have the hardest time getting out of bed in the morning now because I just don't want to leave my bed. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, I, another thing. Um, I finished the game God of War 2 this week. Ah, uh, yes. What a, yeah, what a great game. If there's anybody who's listening who hasn't played any of the God of War games, play them. They're fun. The story in it is really good. Oh, man, the ending of it. I love the ending. It was, I really, I'm going to play, start playing the third one tonight. Uh, last big thing. Plans. What's that? The big plans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing is, so I've I subscribe to Me Undies, right? You guys know what that is, Logan. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, as a member, I got a pretty solid discount. Uh, I bought like a pack of ten random unders on my way. They arrived, so I got some that are like uh holiday ones like a christmas one or a saint patty today one but the one i'm like most scared to put on are these unicorn oh. these unicorn ones <laughs> <laughs> i've got colorful unicorns they're even shiny they got like glitter on them or whatever why are you scared to put them on I don't know. Some, it feels weird good. having. I've never worn anything with unicorns on me before, so that's why I'm embrace adult. the porn, my friend. Yeah. I'll put them on tomorrow. I'll wear them tomorrow, and I'll send you guys pictures of my me. We don't need pictures. No, you don't. We don't need that. Thank you, but no, thank you. I'll send you good pics of my unicorns. We don't. We don't need, we don't need the corn pictures. So. Unless you're also wearing a unicorn onesie, we don't. <laughs> I'd pay to see the unicorn onesie, though. You got this big old unicorn head on your hip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, that's that, that was my creep yourself this week. Those uh you turned and looked and I was like, do you have all of them just like set out on your bed seat? So you <laughs> <your> <laughs> um all right, well Fawn, what did you creep yourself to this week, sir? 
<laughs> I got uh, I got me this uh, collective arts uh, limited release uh, dry hop blonde and it is delicious. So it's Friday night and uh, yeah, it's tasty. Friday night. Uh, but yeah, I went went out, got this. Um, that that that's that's about all I got really. Uh, treat, treated brewery? myself to this. Uh, it's Collective Arts. Um, oh, that's the name of the brewery, Collective Arts. Yeah, yeah. the The oh. name of the beer is called Get It. Get it. <laughs> get, it get, get it. Get it. It's a limited release. Uh, it's fantastic. That can's pretty cool. That yeah. color. It's got all like planets stuff. on it and shit. Diamonds. Is that yeah, what? Yeah, like uh, jewels and crazy little artwork all of the yeah. collective arts cans are really like well decorated and, and look pretty funky and, and stuff but it is one of my favorite breweries um they are Do i forget where they're out of now are they out of the northeast somewhere i forget where they're out of but they're one of my favorite breweries everything that i've had from them is, is pretty solid do they have any other crazy names for their beers besides get it um, they have, I don't know, crazy names. I don't know. They have, uh, Life in the Clouds. They have Jam Up the Mash. Um, Jam Up the Mash? Jam Up the Mash. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a pretty Is good, like. mashed potato flavored? Mash no, potatoes. it's like a, it's just, it's like a kind of a fruity sour-ish type beer. Hmm. Um, but it's really good. They're, uh, those are probably my two favorites that I got off of the top of my head, um, that I've had from them, but they have a bunch of them. Very, very, very nice. I am so yeah. happy for you. Friday night with a good beer. I don't know what that's like, but man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Logan, what did you creep yourself to? Um, I bought myself a fucking pizza on Monday. Um, well, I bought a pizza for Diego, too. But I, um, I was like, man, I just, I really want pizza. And Diego was like, treat yourself, baby. And I was like, oh, you're right. So I bought a pizza and then I watched American Psycho. That's right. What um, a good combo. Pizza and American Psycho. Pizza and American Psycho. Man, fuck Netflix and chill. Give me pizza <laughs> and American Psycho. Um, but the, the problem is, is I like turned it on as I was ordering the pizza. And then I didn't want to pay $10 to get the delivery fee. And then I have to tip them. So. I like it's it's five minutes down the road. I went like, you know, I grabbed my pizza, I came back home and then I like made myself a drink and I settled down on my couch. And like we get to the part where Patrick Bateman's like having his mental breakdown. So I missed like all the good parts of the movie. Um, then you just kind of see the sad parts. But <laughs> so it's less that I treated myself to pizza and American Psycho and uh, American Psycho played while I went to go get my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to see the opening bathroom scene and the business card scene, and that's honestly, you know, kind of those, those are the, the one of some of the best scenes. I yeah. So, um, and then tonight I'm going out with one of my girlfriends, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I don't ever really go out, so we'll see um, how how that goes. Um, hopefully, I'm still around. You know how it is; these streets are dangerous. I'm kidding. But I thought we were gonna maybe yeah, Patrick we're gonna get Bateman him. on the streets. 
<laughs> I thought I thought this is uh, the like the pre-story for one of your blackout stories. <laughs> she's gonna oh, she's gonna get wild. My 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 girlfriend's here. She just came downstairs to tell y'all that it is the pre-story to my blackout story. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for next week. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it is time for our weekly seance. Spirits calling. Okay, class, the time has come for us to join hands and see if we can reach anyone on the other side. Thon, why don't you go ahead and try and call out to the spirits today? That's right, bitch. You call. Thon <laughs> is not prepared for that. I am not at all. I don't know how to call out to spirits. It's I don't like know shit that... about, about calling spirits. <laughs> oh, Damn, okay. we got one. <laughs> We didn't even need to try. The spirits are hitting each other. <laughs> um, you know, it's like that moment uh, whenever you're at, well, I don't know if y'all ever went to church or anything like that, but if you ever go to, you know, lunch with everyone after church or after Bible study and like the leader of the Bible study group decides that you're going to pray before the meal and you're suddenly like, holy shit, I don't ever pray before the meal. That was the worst. I hated that. That was, it's <laughs> you, you know, like Thon. Will you call out to the spirits for us before the end of this episode? <laughs> All right. If you would like to. Don's drinking his spirits right now. <laughs> <laughs> we went almost the whole time without a pun. <laughs> you snuck it in there. Um, all right. Well, if you would like to reach out to us from the other side, you can email us at ghoulishuniversity at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Twitter at ghoulishuni or Instagram at ghoulishuniversity. No hashtags, underscores, or ifs about it. Um, and make sure to study up for next week's episode, which you actually can't. There is no review because we will be going through season one and discussing each of the episodes and ranking them and just doing a little wrap up of the first season. It came early this time around, but don't you worry. There's a big break between this one and the next one. So go ahead and um, make sure y'all tune in, be on time and class dismissed. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs>